The Latter-day Lives podcast is not owned or operated by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any opinions expressed or implied in this recording are solely those of the host and guest, and not of any specific organization, unless otherwise stated. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Latter-day Lives podcast. My name is Sean Rapier. I am your host, and welcome to Episode 7 of the podcast. We're really excited. Got a great show for you. Uh, before we jump into the show this week, uh, I've had a lot of people who have asked about podcasts, and I really appreciate uh, friends who have kind of, we're their first podcast. They've asked kind of, how do you find podcasts and whatnot? And I know there are people who are looking for more great content, so I want to push two other podcasts if you enjoy good LDS conversation. One of them is uh, Leading LDS. You can search for it in all the same places, wherever you get your podcast. Leading LDS uh, is a podcast run by Kurt Frankum, who has become a friend and a mentor for me, and he is just fantastic. And it's really focused on leadership and any kind of leadership within the church. Uh, I would say even if you're not in a leadership position, you would really enjoy it. But he employs uh, techniques and interviews people uh, to make better leaders. That's his whole mission, and it is fantastic. So that's the Leading LDS podcast. And today we were driving home from St. George, Utah, up to Linden, Utah, where we live, and we listened to the Talks on Talks podcast. What a great podcast. It's uh, basically they discuss uh, general authorities talks, general conference talks, and it provides a depth and uh, it's just great. And it's actually very light and uh, fun, but there was great insight in it too. So really recommend Leading LDS and Talks on Talks. Today on Latter-day Lives, we just, what a show. Uh, we've got uh, three of the members of Working with Lemons. This is a YouTube group uh, phenomenon, sensation. I don't know what else to say about them. Uh, billions of views on YouTube, and we have such a fun conversation and a lot of great discussion on family. It's fantastic. And in the My Latter-day Life section, I'm going to tell you a little bit about an experience today with uh, going to church and basketball shorts. So stay tuned, and without any further ado... Here's the show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Latter-day Lives podcast. We are thrilled to have in studio, and when I say megastars, <laughs> I mean megastars. I mean, we've had guests with projects into the millions and into the hundreds of millions but billions. We literally have guests that have been viewed billions of times. It is my pleasure to have in studio with us uh, Ernest and Jean and Robbie from Working with Lemons. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Welcome me. <laughs> so, so glad you guys are here. Thank you so much for agreeing to come in. We appreciate it. And uh, we're going to learn a lot about Working with Lemons, which I have to say, I could have just had my kids come in and tell us everything about you guys, because my kids have seen every one of your videos, and they're, they're well-versed with you. So uh, a little bit before we go into what Working With Lemons is, tell us about yourselves a little bit. Well, um, I'm Ernest Bourne. I'm uh, nicknamed uh, Father Lemon for our channel. I like that, Father well, Lemon. 
And that, that kind of came about when I started answering uh, online messages uh, for our social media accounts. They're like, who am I texting? Am I te- talking to Mia or Anson? <laughs> like, um, no, this is Father Lemon. So you're talking to a 47-year-old man. <laughs> uh, you, you, got a mid- you got a good middle-aged guy here. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to yeah. be really upfront with them on, on that. So, so that's Ernest. So you're the dad. Of I'm kind of the dad of this. And Jean? Yes, I'm the mom. You're the mom so, of the group. Yeah, we're we're a blended family, and Ernst and I have been married about seven years. Wow, have, has it really already been seven years? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We've got, so, so tell us what you each what you each brought to the group. Um, well, she I, brought six kids. Yes. I brought three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we've got like Brady Bunch and a half. Yeah, yeah. squared or whatever. That's yeah, it's a lot. It's, yeah, so it's nine kids total that you brought together. Yeah. And that's awesome. And now you have been together as a family for seven years. Yep. Incredible. That's awesome. Robbie, where do you fit into all this? I'm the oldest. So, yeah. The oldest of the whole crew. How old are you, Robbie? 25. 25. And you are married? Nope. Single. You're single. So I don't know why I thought you were. My number we is, have two uh, daughters that are married. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. So, ladies, if you're looking to get a hold of Robbie, he can be reached at. <laughs> he can be found on mutual. He can, be found. <laughs> <laughs> can message yes. me on uh, Facebook or yeah. something. So. Robbie's in quite a few of the videos, and and at least the way it comes across to me, Robbie is the driving force behind the videos. That's he how is. it comes across he, to he's me. He's our uh, main director and editor. Yeah, um, and you're in a few. Yeah, a few. Yeah. And then you're in a few, Ernest. Not many. <laughs> no. and, and, and I can't believe you actually saw those. And partially closed in our videos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sometimes shirtless. That's true. And and Jean, you occasionally are the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I kind of hang out at the back. I don't really care for... Um, I don't know. I feel like there's so many more interesting people to watch than me. Than no, I it was great. I have to say, I laughed out loud at your Little Mermaid impression. <laughs> well, it was thank awesome. Thank you. So you got nine kids. What's the age range on the kids? So, I mean, obviously Robbie's 25 and it goes down to Mia, who will be 12 here real soon. And Mia is as precocious as can be. Just yep. so darn cute to watch. She sure is. And she's in Young Women's now. Not quite. Not yet, she's, she, but she's almost there. Just about. Yep. Yeah, she, she can't wait to get out of primary. Yeah. She goes, I don't have to do the primary program this year. They're having it after my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I love I love that she's been in like hundreds of videos, but I don't want to be in the primary program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, too, I'm I, a little too Hollywood for this mom and dad. Yeah, I don't need well. this. You know, I think there's just every kid, as they approach the 12-year-old mark, sure. they're just ready to get out. I think they're just like all the primary leaders. It's like, I'm done with these uh, three and four-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny because I work in young men's now, and I remember when I was 12 getting into young men's and thinking, I am an old man now. Yeah. Yeah. And now I look at our deacons coming in and I go, really? Really? You're done yeah. with primary? Amazing. <laughs> so, so you brought this family together. And how did it go at the beginning? How was it blending into one family? It was... Uh, it's been miraculous. Yeah, it's been a huge blessing. Incredible. Um, yeah, it really is incredible. It was, it was in a way, meant to be under dire circumstances that <laughs> we were able to come together in a way. It oh, was, that is fantastic. Yeah. That's great to hear. So you've got this whole big group, and the Brady Bunch, as we mentioned earlier, became singers. Uh, but Robbie, you guys went down the video route. Tell us how the video experience started. Well, in high school, I was just goofing off with friends. I would change uh, 
lyrics to songs and make parodies and stuff and we'd like film wake me up when seminary ends that's yeah, a good was, one uh, one of my top <laughs> singles me back up in the day seminary ends it's pretty one. funny it's on our channel oh, yeah, yeah. It's buried, dig, dig deep buried under there you're welcome to it's see on the it. b-sides yeah. um but uh and then that's kind of the, where the name came from too is just when life gives you lemons we try to make movies with whatever we could find and who, who came up with the name I did. Robbie did, yeah. Yeah, um, working with lemons. And then my mom's like, you're good at uh, editing and doing all this stuff. Maybe she should go into it. I'm like, yeah, this would be like way fun just to film videos for the rest of my life. I'm like, it's probably not going to happen, but why not? Let's go for the goal. So then went on a mission. Um, Where'd you serve your mission? Uh, South Carolina. Awesome. I love South Carolina. So what a great place. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, um, then when we got back, or when I got back, we... Saw Frozen, and we decided to film Do You Want to Build a Snowman with Mia. So was Frozen the first thing you put? Do you want was Do You Want to Build a Snowman the first thing you put on YouTube? Yeah, in a real well, well that, the real that really hit it. Yeah, real. Yeah, like he was saying, it was the first time that uh, Robbie and Gene actually like really worked the whole idea out. I was like, you guys are crazy, <laughs> um, because they were all about making this a whole big video production. Just because Mia looks so much like the little Anna in the uh, movie. She does. Yeah. yeah. Spot I on. was like, man, they just made a cartoon of my kid right here. Yeah. And she's like on Facebook, like, does anybody have a grandfather clock? And I'm like, what are you doing? You're going way out of bounds here, lady. <laughs> but someone did. And it turned out awesome. Yeah. So, so as wrong as you were on this one, Ernest, <laughs> I'm wrong all the time. How, so. Approximately. How many views does, do you want to build a snowman have as of now? Uh, 350 million. 300. Plus. And 50 million. Now, tracking it back, I was online at some point on Facebook and I saw this. Uh, look, it's uh, Do You Want to Build a Snowman IRL? And I watched it and I went, Wow, someone is remarkably talented. <laughs> Not knowing it was you guys. So, a little bit of quick history. <laughs> Ernest and I grew up together. Yep. San Jose, so, South State. That's it. Yes. Uh, so, Ernest, Ernest's brother and I are the same age uh, and we hung out quite a bit. Hello, Nathan. Do you think he'll listen? Maybe uh, not. Well, he might now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to tell him he's <laughs> yeah. tagged in it. And then Ernest's cousin, Jordan, was my absolute best friend yeah. in sixth and seventh grade. And Dr. And so Jordan now. Now it's Dr. Jordan Smith. Yeah. yeah. So so Ernest and I hung out a bit. So then cut to, I think it was CVX Live that I bumped into you. And I said, what are you doing here? And you told me what it was. And I went, wait a minute, that's you? Are you kidding me? Because <laughs> we had watched all these videos and my kids yeah. were mega fans. And then I got to be the coolest dad because my sons came over and said, look at what shirts we got. Yeah, I know them. Yeah. <laughs> NBD. So so you put it out there. How do you think it caught fire? Do you know, like, are you able to track how this became such a – well, explain the concept of it. Of how it uh, – Yeah, explain of, what the video is. Like if somebody – when we say it's do you want to build a snowman in real life, What what is that? So – Basically, it's a musical number from Frozen, the animated series, and we brought it into real life as if it was filmed uh, cinematically. Uh, Were you shooting for frame for frame? Close. As close as we could. It is pretty close because I watched the actual one afterward. It is pretty darn close. Except we didn't have a castle. Yeah, there was no castle. (laughs) And and there was no real snow. Oh, there was... Some no, there was snow. one day when it snowed. It was there shot was on my day. iPhone. And Robbie I was said, like, we got to get the shot. It's snowing right now. It's March. That it's was shot on an again. iPhone. Well, just, just the snow one. shot. Oh, the snow part. The okay. other stuff was shot on a Rebel T2i. It's like yeah, a, we didn't even yeah. own the camera. We didn't even have camera. 
at the time. We borrowed it from Robbie's friend. Who shot it. Yeah. Josh, he was yeah, awesome. Saved our lives. But I have to tell you a funny story about the um, the day that it snowed. Because we woke up and it was, you know, again, it was March. And we we knew we wanted to film this movie. But we hadn't put anything together yet. And Robbie goes, Mom, it snowed. We've got to go get the shot of Mia in the snow. And I'm like, okay. And so I ran out to my... I don't know, my stash of fabric and I found some green fabric and I quickly cut a circle skirt no. and pinned it on her. I'm not kidding. This isn't like a 30 minute thing. And then I got some oh black gosh. felt and I held it up to her and cut it around her and pinned it to the back. And, um, and then we that. had the Frodo cape. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it was actually Aragorn. We, I'd made an Aragorn cape years before. Oh my gosh. And, oh, and that was, that was her costume. That was it. Yeah. That's amazing. It was so funny. And I never, I don't think I ever even finished the skirt. Like, I think and, we just shot uh, the whole thing with that pinned on. I, I am, I am like hearing about uh, the, the downfall of my idols at this point. Cause <laughs> I, I'm expecting, yeah, I've worked on some nice higher budget stuff that didn't look nearly, nearly as good <laughs> well, as this. And, you know, and some of it, I mean, it just comes down to Robbie and Gene's eye on a lot of the attention and to Josh, detail. And, and Josh, guy. I mean, our camera guys are top notch. So, Ernest, you have a theater background. I've seen you on stage many times. Yes. You, you are a legitimately very good actor, well, I will thanks. say. I, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. No, I remember, uh, I think it was How to Succeed in Business that I think I remember going and seeing you in. Yes. I, and now Ernest will sing for us. Selections from. <laughs> that, was, that was the one thing I was not good at. And I still am no yeah. good at singing. No, me neither. So, Gene, do you come from a theatrical or filmmaking background? Nope. Um, my family, I grew up in like playing the violin. My mom was a classical pianist and I'm a classical violinist. And my kids started off doing classical instruments. Robbie was doing classical guitar. Cameron was playing the violin. And so certainly they, a lot of a music. I mean, in yes. The, yeah. But they were in a school play and loved it. And then I saw in the my like a utility bill, an ad for the summer community show. And so I said, hey, you guys should audition for this. And they did. And they got in. And they loved it. And all they could think about was what was the next thing that they could do. That is awesome. And so I was like, you know, we're focusing on the wrong things. Like they wanted to play the violin and play the guitar because they wanted to be on the stage. Yeah. And so we put them in... So you pushed them toward music when really they wanted to be more theater. Yeah. And I didn't know because I I had no experience in theater. And so we put him, we pulled the, we had very limited funds. We pulled the music lessons, got him an acting coach that came to our house. No way. That's so great. And it's uh, just been lots of singing and dancing and acting since then. And Robbie, how old were you when this was all going on? When it started? Well, I did my first show when I was like 11, and then 12 was like the community show. We did Susical the Musical. Nice. And then we started taking acting lessons from David Weeks, who performs at the Christmas Carol. Um, he's Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, cool. At Hale Center Theater. So he's amazing. And then we, I took acting lessons for, I mean, we still have still it. We still have acting over. lessons that are done. House. I don't take yeah. them. That is anymore, awesome. But, yeah. Very cool. And how old were you when Working with Lemons started? Well, four years ago is when it really started. But in high school, I was goofing off with friends, yeah. not planning on making a living off of YouTube. Yeah. So. so you put it up on YouTube and all of a sudden you start seeing the hits coming. Well, the funny thing was, is like we were talking about it when we were getting ready to post it. 
And that's kind of where I came in. I was like, no, 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 let's do a thumbnail where we show Mia versus the real Anna. Yeah, the split screen. Yeah, the split screen thing. And this was kind of before, like, the whole thumbnail thing was, like, super important. But we decided to do that. And um, I'm like, well, let's add in real life. Let's add these, this kind of stuff. Well, marketing um, behind it. Yeah. You're a marketing guy. I'm kind of a a web geek. Yeah. So, um and we were like, yeah, this would be cool if we could get like 10,000 views on it. <laughs> you know? Like, wouldn't that be cool? I just, we're just expecting to share it with family maybe and friends. A year By the way, 10,000 views is a lot. It is it a is. lot. People yeah. don't realize that. No, it's a whole lot. But yeah. like, as a mom, I was just like, this is so cute. Look at my little girl, you know? And, and then our older daughter, who's also a redhead, played the teen version, you know, in the same thing. Yeah. And, and I was like, this is just the sweetest little video. Just you know, a I little hope sweet people want to watch it. Like, that's how I felt. I just felt like it was really sweet and that people would like to watch it. Yeah. And they did. So, <laughs> they so did how did it. you find out? That it was growing. Were you guys looking at YouTube every, every day? day? Were you checking? Yeah, every, every minute. Well, yeah, every it was, hour. It was wild because it was like the next day we got up and looked at it. And it was like 24,000 views or something. And it had only been a few hours. Oh, and we're my. like, what? And we'd go back an hour later. And then it's like, a, you know, twenty, you know, 100,000 views. And it just kept skyrocketing. And we're like, what is That's going crazy. on? And then... Google actually like reached out to us and, hey, we want to promote this. No so, way. Yeah. So what was it like uh, walking into the ward that week? Did everybody know what no, was going on? Nobody no. knows us. And still no one does. It's kind <laughs> of awesome what? in a way. No, I have it's to say great. this. It's it's pretty great because um, – and maybe it's because we're not vloggers. Our kids are portraying other people when yeah. they're in our videos for the most part. And we have our little talk show. You do show. have a couple of kids who do a vlog. Yeah, they do like a – it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a talk show type yeah. vlog. But, but – um, is that I called love lemon, it. Lemon redheads. Lemon, lemon reds. reds. Lemon reds. Yes. Yeah. Lemon reds. Cute. It's very cute. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. They're, it's it's cute. But that's uh, people don't like when we go to CVX. People don't know us. They yeah. don't, and it's fine because my kids get to do what they want to do. We get to do what we want to do, which is make all these movies. You know that, and these little things that we love. Then you get to have your private. Life. Yeah, I yeah. Love so, it. but Robbie, you name drop it left and right, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I work with working with lemons. You know. Yeah. So do you walk in going, "Sorry, I'm late to the activity. I was, you know, working with lemons. I'm the director, and uh, <laughs> just a uh, one point some odd million subscribers." Probably if he did that, he might be married by now. Maybe. Yeah. Robbie, you need a promo guy. <laughs> I try to. Well, I try to be like kind of humble. You know, I just kind of. Oh, I was filming a video, whatever. I was in Hawaii filming Moana. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so let's talk about where that where that took you because you did three videos for Frozen, correct? Or were there more? Well, there's a few now. Yeah, there's a no, few. There's okay, five. There are five. Well, we count reindeers. Love is no Bedordi almost. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The reindeer one. Yeah. We did original song with Elsa meeting Jack Frost. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that mashup was so cool. Yeah. That was that really one. neat. Thank you. I love that. Is that an original song? It was. It, it was oh. written by uh, my good friend Matt Cropper. That is that, great. Uh, Mike, Mike Berkland and I worked with him at Lagoon back oh, in no. So yeah, this 94. is a little... Fact about Ernest is he worked in the Wild West Shootout. Lagoon. Yes. So those of you who've been to Lagoon back in the day when they had the Wild West Shootout, Ernest was one of the guys. I was one of the cowboys that would fall off the tower. That's true. No way. Best That's job a cool you ever job. had. Yeah, that best cool. job I ever had. Yeah. What? Hey. Well, what <laughs> yeah. about this one? Other than this, I'm not jumping off towers now. But <laughs> you know what's funny is that so far, and this tells you about the Utah Mormon entertainment community. 
so far, every guest, other than obviously the first ones, have referenced some other guest pretty much. Almost every one of them. Almost everybody we've interviewed has said, oh, yeah, I worked with, like you said, Michael a couple of episodes again. Stephen mentioned Michael. And, and then uh, you guys were at CVX Live. Oh, yeah. And we, we talked with uh, You know John Brett and John Brett. Roberts yeah. very well. Amazing yeah. guys. So great. It's, that's really fun. So once you got through all the Frozen ones, what was the next, what was the next project? Well, we love Tangled. It's probably one of our favorite. Uh, Tangled is so video. funny. Our music, mu- yeah, Frozen yeah. video. Well, it, we we like it more than Frozen, actually. I do too. Our yeah. our, our family slogan is "Frying pans, who knew?" Like yes, frying pans, who knew? Right? <laughs> frying pans, who knew? We say that to each other all the time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. We finally had the opportunity. So we filmed our first Tangled video. It was uh, "When Will My Life Begin?" And I actually I bought a chameleon. Mom's like, why don't we just use a stuffed animal? I'm like, Mom, it's not going to be in real life. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> IRL, yeah. Mom. So the IRL. mom who didn't want a stinky pet in the house. What I love is that you he gets his own credit in the video. Right? Yeah. He's named in the video featuring. Yeah. yeah that's He's a bit of a diva. But <laughs> honestly, oh, man, that, that was, lizard was. He was hard to work with. We had to keep him for a year because it wasn't. Uh, it was winter by the time we wanted to film I See the Light. Yeah. And so we, that was the last tangled video we wanted to do with my brother porter and uh and we shot it and it turned out just amazing and and so oh, that is a I, that is a great video Thank you. i so enjoyed we that. Loved yeah, that yeah that one. one's one of that our favorites it that made one. me cry when we were watching him that boy is on a mission in taiwan right now oh so fantastic that we were show- i don't watch our videos very often but when we were at cvx we had our booth at our booth we were showing videos and that came up and it made me start crying. <laughs> it's it's got to be a little bit tempting if you're on a mission and you're showing like church videos. Just say, hey, want to see something cool <laughs> to show off your family, right? It's not a bad idea because it's like, oh, this is a real person. Yeah. You know, I've actually I've been like, I think it's a good idea. But Porter's <laughs> actually, I don't know. He's he's a little shy about sharing his stuff. Oh, but yeah. He um, he plays Joseph Smith in the Church History Museum. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, the big three sixty yeah. like type theater. That yeah. is great. So he yeah. he does have that opportunity, but he's he was kind of embarrassed when his mission president found out about that that yeah. he was in that, and he's like, "Oh, great!" Yeah. And that he had him speak to like for at a conference, and he was <laughs> he just rather most of our. It's funny because our kids are. Most of them are kind of introverts. Like they love performing and stuff, but they don't like really talking about themselves and talking to other people about themselves, especially. I find that with a lot of film and theater people that they're introverts, which is the opposite of stand-up comics. Stand-up comics need validation in every moment of their lives. But I find that. I do find that that a lot of theater people, it's their outlet to kind of let things really happen. And then in, in normal life, they're pretty chill. Yeah. So, so. After you did some of these videos, have have all the videos you've done just been sort of you guys working on it on your own, like every one of them? Or have you done any in partnership with with any others? Our family's always been the core uh, thing that drives it. But I've I got my uh, I got a degree in digital cinema production at UVU. Wow. Nice. Had an opportunity to meet a lot of great people and make new friends. Um and so a lot of our crew, when it comes to the technical side of things and the camera work, we hire from UVU, just my friends. And 
That's awesome. And, uh, and then, yeah, and now <laughs> they're like getting really well known for their camera work, and now it's hard for us to get them to come yeah. work on our video because they're off shooting commercials for you know like bows and stuff like that. And, so. and now that you're now that you and I are old men, you just want to go. I made you. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are you going? No, Don't your you priority. walk away from me, young man. I made you. I can take you down. Um, so, and then you've done some really fun projects. Like you got to work with Maddie Wilson. Oh, that was fun. How She's did that come girl. about? CVX? Yeah, CVX. uh, Tell us us a little bit about who Maddie Wilson is. She's a fantastic singer. She does uh, mainly country music, um, but she has some original songs and some cover songs, and she has a really just good voice. She's recently uh, had one of her songs go pretty big in the country world. Yeah. She's um, got a huge following, and I'm guessing that you guys kind of brought disparate somewhat disparate audiences, like somewhat different, maybe slightly different audiences together, which is nice that you know, whatever crossover there wasn't, sure. you got her fans to see you and yeah. she got her, your fans to see her. She's a, she was a, a really fun to work with. She's great. Tell us a little bit about Moana. Oh, <sighs> yeah. That one, that one, you weren't waiting for snow. No. So, so Moana, you know what? Let me just tell you that we actually were trying to figure out, cause we're like, okay, so we're expected to do Moana because we, it's the next Disney because it's the next Disney thing. And we live in Utah. We are landlocked. And like, we don't even have, and it's the dead of winter when Moana's released. We're like, there's no way we can do this. We're like, can we fake the Great Salt Lake as the ocean, which we did for Little Mermaid? But um, it, it wasn't going to sell. You, you yeah. know what's great about uh, is I watched some of the bloopers from the Little Mermaid. <laughs> People outside of Utah think that the Great Salt Lake is this romantic wonderful place uh, that shot like where she's up yeah. on the rock and and dancing and stuff like that yeah. it was the only green spot yeah. that they found i don't know our and camera guy somehow made it look beautiful because it looked like he garbage oh, when he we did. were there but then i watched the behind the scenes where is it you that's running through with flies the and flies yeah. yep. and so, my pjs so we we shot uh one of the dvds that i hosted for covenant we shot out there because uh, it was about myths of the great salt lake the smell of the Great Salt Lake is so off-putting. <laughs> you know, people people always ask me, oh, so you go to this Great Salt Lake, do you swim there? No. No. no man. You go there on a field trip. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah, where it ends. It. You try to see microscopic bright and shrimp. Yeah. Right? Yes. yes. So it's fun. What I love is that you pretty much all of the videos, you've got the awesome polished video. And then you've got the behind the scenes. And the behind the scenes is such a great look at your family <laughs> and to see the dynamic and to see how you're doing, especially, Robbie, your work, you know, to see how some of the directing is done and how it gets put together. I think it's just awesome. Now, it's you've fun. also brought some friends into the crew other than just the camera people. You've had some friends on camera. Yeah. How did I, that come about? Well, Love is an Open Door, Anson and Mia are siblings. And so we figured if there was going to be any more love interest stories, we would need to get someone that's not related to yeah, us. It was yeah. cute when they were like nine and ten, but yeah. when they're when you they're know, teenagers, it's it just, good to get yeah. somebody else out yeah. there. Yeah. Sure. Yep. So, but so do you hold auditions or how how do you? We're starting to hold auditions, but now, but in the past, it's just like people we know and trust, and because we've seen we do them theater. Perform. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so when did you know that this was? a business like this is not holy cow this is not just something fun to do when like at what point was it right away was it as soon as do you want to build a snowman took off it was a month for me so about two weeks into do you want to snowman it was a hundred thousand views and a month it was two million 
And then by two months, it was like 19 million. I'm like, all right, like, I think we can, we can do this. And I, we got our paycheck. So it worked. Like we knew we could actually get money. And then we did love is an open door and that took off. And it's always, it's been a struggle at times to keep relevant and keep, you know, to move away from frozen. Yeah. Um, but the first video really was the, where we kind of knew. Yeah. We could look at this a little bit more serious. And I think for me, it was when we decided to branch out and we did our, our Jelsa, which is the Jack Frost Elsa. Like we thought, okay, we, we've got this following, we've got these views, let's do something. And, you know, it was, it was planned because we knew about online that a lot of people really liked Jack Frost and Elsa yeah. and they always wanted to see him in a relationship. And but, we also knew a guy that looked exactly like Jack Frost. Yeah. And we're like, hey. so much like Jack Frost. It was the same thing when we saw him, we're like, hey, they made a, a cartoon hair. of Carson. Yes, his That was hair. a wig. Oh, is that really a wig? Yeah, that's really a wig. A but wig. he does he have looks good hair. In it. So my hair. daughter Krista, those are like her two favorite characters of all time. Oh, yeah. She's she has dressed up as Jack Frost before. Oh, so he yeah. is, and he is uh, Carson. He's on his mission now. He comes home in I think soon. October, December, sometime soon. But he is he's a great guy. He's he awesome. he was so fantastic in that. And when you're doing these, are you recording the music or are you using pre-recorded music? I know you're not recording it live while you're shooting, right. but is it mostly your voices or are you using a track? It's all so in the past we bought minus tracks, but it's safer copyright wise yeah. if we create our own. So we've we typically hire Matt Cropper to create the minus track and then we have him record their people's voices and mix it and stuff. So. It's all you guys. Yep. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of our, our fans out there. There, Well, there aren't a lot of our fans generally compared to a billion. But <laughs> but one of the questions I got after John and Brett Roberts uh, were on, and they've got the Kid History channel. Oh, yeah. I had so some people great. ask who said, you know, I didn't realize you could have a business out of YouTube about what point, if people were thinking about doing a YouTube channel, about how many views in the YouTube world do you have to get to be taken seriously? Um, Would you guess? Or well, just a, you know, a slight range? You know, a lot of people ask, you know, especially kids, you know, nowadays want to be YouTube stars. And it's great. Go for it. And I always tell them, you know what? If you're passionate about something, go and do it. Don't worry about the views. But if you're passionate about it, other people will find your passion. And then that's when you can start realizing that oh i can make this into more of a business but i mean youtube has uh, has it set that you have to have a thousand subscribers or ten thousand views before you can monetize your videos yeah but uh, you know i i really try to encourage people to just go out and do it yeah so i missed the boat because one of my stand-up bits a guy emailed me eight years ago and said hey can i put this on well i don't even own it it was somebody a covenant produced it and he put it up there. It has three hundred fifty thousand views. So I'm assuming Shoot. I'm assuming somebody's getting a check. Yeah, yeah that's probably the guy put it yeah. up. <laughs> it's so, just me doing stand up, not this guy. I'm not getting a dime out of that. So right, you have to. Well, you should. You could probably go fight that if you really wanted yeah. to. But um, no, he's he put it up there and not me. So I good. think one thing like people ask us all the time. You know, again, like how do you become successful? And we joke. Well, just make a viral video. That's all you have to do. Sure, that's you know? easy. But, yeah, because yeah, everyone can do it every time. But um, like uh, Ernest's brother-in-law, ex-brother-in-law actually, but anyway, our friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're still friends. Um, it's a lot of genealogy right there. Yeah, oh, we've know. got a lot, you know, we have blended family. There's a lot of awesome. a lot of back uh, in-laws that we still love. So um, anyway, th- he has a whole bunch of different channels, and some of them are like how-to channels, and some of them are him talking about politics, and some of them – but. 
and not most of his videos have, I would say, less than like his best videos have maybe seven thousand views. Yeah, he but has some that are. Like oh, he does 000. have some bigger ones, but um, yeah. but most of his videos don't have a ton. But he makes money anyway because he just the puts the content out there. Yeah, yeah they're just, going to his channel. It's yeah. going to his channel, and again, usually the stuff he's putting up there is something that he feels passionate about or something he knows about. And there's other people out there um, that feel the same way. That's so. That is really great advice. Yeah. So if you can't make a viral video right off then what you can do is post about things that you like and things that you find interesting and just keep doing it. I'm always amazed at how niche YouTube can be. Yeah. I mean, there is, oh, yeah. there is a video for everyone. So that means that there's, a, there's other people out there. Some What surprised me when I was looking at your number of views was even like you have raving fans. I was looking at one of the behind the scenes video, the, the uh, one with Maui and Moana. Oh, at yeah. 800,000 views from a behind-the-scenes video. So what, going back to the Moana stuff, oh, yeah. how much of that was filming and how much was vacation? It was all filming. It was all filming. <laughs> we I, did like, not. Yeah, we hardly got to hang out on the beach. Like, I took a picture of me on the beach, and I still have my shoes on because literally <laughs> I had, like, 10 minutes. And I was just, like, <laughs> relaxing. And people are like, you didn't even take your shoes off? I'm like, I didn't have time to. That was it. it. Was those were, we flew home. Those we, were 16 we filmed three, days. three videos in five days. How did you get the beach? Like, did you have to get permission oh my from gosh. the resort? This was – we <laughs> Airbnb. Rented, yeah, we rented an Airbnb that – it was the – Airbnb itself was not, not, not a amazing. <laughs> Airbnb is not a sponsor of this show, nor of working with lemons. <laughs> but we had, we just found this, it was kind of a dive. There were chickens living under the porch, you know. Like oh, that, it was, those are the best. Those I are know. the best Airbnbs there are. But let me just Character. tell you that um, the beach was beautiful. And was it kind of a private beach yeah. or did yeah, you have people walking much. through? There we, were, had, we had some people walking through. It's just the houses through. that lived on that beach. So there were like maybe six family or six houses close to us. So they're just, it was Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, I filmed a commercial in Belize one time. Mm. And what I remember most is I had to lay in the sun for about 10 hours. <laughs> it was like the worst. We had we did have one day that we went and played. But uh, I've been back to Belize since, and it's pleasant because for a while, Belize to me was just laying in the sun, burning up. Uh, it's work. I mean, yeah, it's work. It, it you really have to be was. careful. A lot, of, a lot of it, though, too, we were uh, – Working with the Polynesian Cultural Center out there, which was they just down the road. So that was my were. next question. So uh, how did you get the Polynesian Cultural Center to come on board? Um, John Dye. John Dye. <laughs> with from John Dye. Okay, bon tell Com. us who John Dye is. Yeah. So he, he works the, the for- The head honcho at Boncom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, I reached out to him and I said, hey, do you have any connections to the Polynesian Cultural Center? We want to film Moana. He was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Boncom has connections to everything. Yeah. They are the Mormon entertainment yeah. slash- PR slash you name it, everything there. John is a very connected guy. Yeah, and he's, a and he's good great. guy. He's, he's a great awesome. guy. He is so supportive of anything that puts the church forward, which my next question is how, like, do a lot of your fans know that you're Mormon and is a lot of your fan base Mormon? Um, you know, yes and no. Yes and no. Uh, yeah. It, it's been interesting because uh, every once in a while you'll see a comment or somebody says, are you guys Mormon? And then somebody will answer it for us yeah. and say, yes, yes, they are. Yeah, they're Mormon. Well, um, you did Meet the Mormons. You did music from Meet the Mormons. Yeah, glorious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, glorious. Oh, what a beautiful song that is. <laughs> how was that? Sweet. How was that received compared to your other stuff? Were there? Did you have fans going, why are you doing something from Meet the Mormons? People loved it. People yeah. loved it. People still 
It's Watch still, it. it has what, 13 million views, 14 Something million like views? That. It is yeah. a big, like, it, it was beautiful. I mean, I was really, really impressed with it. It's gorgeous. It was, um, it turned out very spiritual despite us, I should say. That, that's like it correct. wasn't, yeah. like we weren't trying to make, I don't know, we were just trying to make a video because they, they asked us to, uh, the people that did the, Meet the Mormons. Well, and I, I think guess. it was John Dye who. Well, it was Andrew. Oh, it was Bradley, Andrew. Who's yeah. also actually really now the big hedgehog show at. Anyway, he's a uh, Uncle Robbie's, but they asked us to make a video, and we thought, well, this isn't really what we've done before. We're not really sure where to go with it, but um, actually, we were in Los Angeles at the time, and we just, I just started getting all these ideas of what we could do, and we came, we shot it in a few hours, and it just turned out so sweet, and I think that's something that I love. Well, I think that something that our channel offers is, I don't know, we have the spirit in our home and we have the spirit on our set. And I think it comes through in our videos. How do you guys keep the spirit on your set? We try our best to start off with a prayer. Sometimes it ends up happening midday. I I love how honest you are. We try our best. (laughs) That's the key. You know what? Every every person listening tries their best to start their day with a prayer. I mean, that's just real. That's just the truth. You know what? Yeah. Sometimes it is halfway through. It's like, okay, wait, hold on. Everybody come, come, come. We need a prayer. We didn't pray. Or yeah, when we get to be like, wow, we are three hours behind. Oh, we forgot to pray. Yeah. (laughs) Why is everything going wrong? But you know, like we, we've noticed a big difference. Um, Yeah. Sure. As things start to go smoother, or we can get done on time uh, a lot of times with it. Um, That's great. But also, Robbie's a really gentle person. And so. I see that. So we you don't, do. You come across as a really sweet so, like, um, person. I'm, I'm if anyone who's been on a film set, which maybe most people haven't, but, but um, they can be pretty tense. And yeah. people can get pretty grouchy when things don't go well. And we're frequently working in adverse conditions, like with tons of flies or mega heat or mega cold. And, um, and people are sometimes not nice, but, um, for some reason, and part of it is the, the people that we hire, but also Robbie just is very gentle. He never gets angry. He never, you know, he just, it's, it's really great. It, it, yeah, really, I mean, we're pretty relaxed on set. Um, but there are times where, you know, it kind of gets like, oh, we're running out of time. You're running out of daylight. Sure. Yeah. But there's no, no reason to start yelling at people. You know what? That comes across, though. I I will say one of the things I love about your channel so much is that it's sweet. And there's not a lot out there still that's sweet. You know, and you've got some fun, you know, snarky things mixed in. But the overall vibe, this is a family. And this is a family that loves each other. And it comes through when you when you watch the behind the scenes, you really see it. (laughs) When you when you watch the uh, the vlog type stuff, you really see it. But even I think it really comes through in what you guys show. There is a lot of love. And I will say on your Meet the Mormons and on Glorious, it the spirit is unbelievable. But I'm gonna jump to my favorite video, which I have now watched five times. Bell in real life at Aww. Camp K. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will tell you that sweet. I was in I had not seen it before. And last night I was in bed at about midnight bawling my eyes out and I watched it five times last night. (laughs) It is tell me the story of how Belle uh, from Beauty and the Beast came together with Camp K and tell us a little bit about Camp K. One of our, uh, uh, one of our VFX guys actually worked there for a time and he said, Hey, we'd love to have you guys come and collaborate. And we thought long and hard of what would be a good, song that would be fun to do and good way to show them off and and it tell, was, tell us what camp k is 
Camp K is a uh, is a camp for uh, kids and adults with uh, special needs yeah. and with special abilities, really. And um, I love it. Their, their slogan is, I think, something like a camp for kids with all abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, where, where is Camp K located? It's uh, Immigration Canyon. Yeah, Immigration Canyon. Right here in Utah. Just past yeah. this is the place, oh. right? And they have, yeah, so they run camps all summer long for... Yeah, like I said, special needs. Yeah, there were there abilities. were there were kids with wheelchairs and with Down mm-hmm. syndrome and mm-hmm. and all kinds of different different. You know, I have a couple of special need needs kids myself, and that's I think part of why I connected with it. The joy that comes across in these kids' faces, there is nothing else like it on YouTube. And I'm going to tell everybody, sorry, the Frozen stuff is awesome, the Moana <laughs> stuff, the Tangled, it's all fantastic. But if you're only going to watch one, and if you, I would suggest if you're going to do a family home evening and you want to talk about kind of the whole human race and embracing others, that there's nothing better than that video. It was beautiful and well done. What was the experience like shooting it? It was incredible because these kids, we only had one day to shoot it. And, and there was, was no rehearsal or anything. No rehearsal. And so I'm like, all right, so <laughs> you're going, amazing. I need you five to go from this point to this point when we call action. And then you go from one to two. And so it looks like there's a lot of movement in the background and stuff. Yeah. And then I say action and they did it. And they were just like, we're on it. And they were like, we're trying not to look at camera and and like and sing. And it was it was so adorable. And these, oh these kids were just so intelligent. Like it was just there was so one sweet. little girl that um, was you can see her at the end as they're walking down the end and she's holding um, Camry our daughter is Belle she's holding her hand and she's saying and she knew exactly like she would not move until they said action oh, and she would so go with cool. me back to one and she'd go right back to where she was and she was there was no telling her to do something different because she knew exactly what she was supposed to do and she did it every time it was so great they, they were so, just so so great. you had. So you had uh, regular cast members as Belle and Gaston, and then a few sprinkled in with the townspeople. Yeah. But all the rest of it, including Gaston's uh, sidekick, LeFou, that guy, star power. That guy was so much fun. He was just so great, but it's the most heartwarming. I'm just laying in bed crying. I almost woke up my wife. (laughs) (laughs) You need to watch this. It is. And I love Beauty and the Beast. I just, I love Disney and I love that song. And I would just highly recommend that if you're going to watch one, maybe you guys have one that you prefer that everybody watch, but that is my favorite. It is so moving. That's one of Camry's favorite because Camry always just wanted to play Belle. She's not so She's, fond of Elsa, but Belle is uh, her, her she princess. She is so good as Belle. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's amazing that it's so much family because it really is cartoons brought to life. But each time I go, okay, there's no way they're going to be able to pull off this character. <laughs> and I go, wow, it it's exactly like it. So have there been any projects that you've gone far down the road that you've not been able to do that you've just gone, well, we can't pull that off. Has we there have, been anything? Well, we think about that, yeah. We have time. tons of projects that we want to do that we just like, okay, it's unrealistic. But for a long time, filming Let It Go was unrealistic because it's all these VFX and all this snow. And we spent a lot of money and a lot of time putting into it. But it finally, and it, and it has, I think, 200 million views now. Yeah. Um, like Little Mermaid, that was another one where that... We can't do it if we can't film it underwater. You know, like we're trying to figure out we, it's yeah. going to be stupid if it's not underwater. And so uh, we had to figure out how can yeah. we film underwater and we did it. So I watched the behind the scenes of it because I was like, how, is, <laughs> how are they doing this? 
And it was really, it was impressive, as well as the special effects on Let It Go. Yeah. I mean, that is quality special effects. Like, yeah. it's it's really, really impressive. So what's next? What's the next big project? Can you tease it here? Well, what we should look for big project-wise? We're trying to build a spaceship for Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, everybody thinks of us as this Disney channel, but... Star Wars um, is Disney. Yeah, Star well, Wars well, is Disney now. That's true. And so that's Star actually Wars where Marvel. I was leading towards because, you know, hey, we can throw in uh, Star Wars. But we just love making movies and doing these things. So Robbie's so passionate about doing this Star Wars. So will it be musical or is this going to no, be no, a non musical? It's, uh, if all goes well, it's going to be an origin story of Rey of kind of like how she got on Jakku and – and uh, what happened beforehand and how she learned how to fly and all this stuff. So, oh, Awesome. Well, if you need a job of the hut, may I just volunteer now? <laughs> it will take minimal makeup. We are makeup. holding auditions. <laughs> so the is not in this first scene. So if somebody thinks that they'd be really great, how do they hear about your auditions? Like if they think they, they might want to be a part of what you guys Facebook. do. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook Following is usually you guys on Facebook. pretty good. I mean, so when we did Moana, obviously our family has no Polynesian um, <laughs> really? It's funny, you, know, you all look so Polynesian. Well, um, but we uh, we knew we, we had to get somebody, so we decided to open it up to worldwide auditions. Wow, cool. Um, and we thought, well, we should be able to try and find somebody who sounds and looks like Moana. Yeah, you did. And we did. Um, we we found uh, Angeline and her family came out to Where Hawaii was she from? Us. She's from Morgan Hill, California. Oh, right by where Ernest and I grew yep. up, right outside yep. of San Jose. In fact, I went to many a steak dance out in Morgan Hill. They always <laughs> yeah. had the oh, best. Yeah. The best steak dances were out there. Yeah. And yeah, mothers. Yes. Was mothers down there? The dance yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the 16 and up dance club. Yep. Mothers, but yeah. we thought we were really cool. We were cool out. if you could go to Mothers, man, because that's oh, yeah. the dance club. Because you could get a you know a, a cherry soda on the rocks wow. up at the bar at Mothers. Yeah, I, I think I went there once and looked around and went, "Yeah, this is dumb." <laughs> <laughs> Ernest yeah. went there all the time. No, I went there kidding. once as well, and yeah. like we didn't even get out of the car. We're like, "Oh, this is." This is not. Now, I remember. I remember going to mothers once, yeah. but uh, That's funny. it was like having your mother at a dance. It was yeah. The, it was the mother's name was exactly right. Yeah. So she's from Morgan Hill. Now, yeah. is she LDS. She they they are not. Wow. Um, Fun. They're Catholic. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, good, good, good family, very good. faithful family. Like awesome. that's that's something. As we first started communicating with them, they were talking about how this was such a blessing for Angeline, and I was like. Oh, good. People that we can talk about faith with. Like, I, oh, it's just such wonderful. a part of our lives that it's, I, you know, I just enjoy hanging around people of any faith that I can talk about God with and talk about faith and talk about blessings with without them amazing? thinking that we're, we're, you know, insane yeah. or something. And it's cool, like, when you see the Moana videos and just in all of our videos, we try to cast actors that, I don't know, that feel the character and also that just feel like good people. And like, especially in I Am Awana, that was such a, <sighs> a spiritual experience and, uh, and video. For sure. And it comes across. This is what I'm saying is there is a sweetness. You guys have this eye and it must be what you do on set. It has to be. It has to be the praying on set. It has to be Book of Mormon study and everything else you do because it actually shows through the film. I don't know how to describe it. People need to go out and they need to watch these videos because it really does. It comes through. There's a there's a wonderful spirit in your family and in the room now and just in your videos and what you guys do. I, I just think it's awesome. Well, thanks. I mean, really, with us, it's uh, it's really all about family. Um, 
Yeah. We, we enjoy well, each other. You know, we came from, you know, obviously for us to have a remarriage, we had to have a first marriage and some a little bit of disaster, which we won't go into. It would take a really long time. But, um, <laughs> but the cool thing is, well, I, I mean, again, like I said, it's a kind of a miracle how our families yeah. came together. Um, I had six kids. I was single. I had no income. And um, I thought, you know, who in the world is going to marry me? <laughs> you know, this that's guy. just not, I know. And then along <laughs> comes Ernest. And I was like, I mean, what guy marries a, a girl with six unsupported children? Yeah. And he did, you know, what I think a guy. you're an inspiration to a lot of people out there who are worried about, you know, they've gone through a divorce and in the church, there's an extra layer that, right. that people put on themselves. I don't think the church does, but people put on themselves oh, right. yeah. of, oh man, now I'm, I'm divorced, Second you know, class now member. there's, there's something else. And, and I think there are people who worry about, well, if I've got kids and I try to bring other kids in, your family is the best example of how to blend. And I think that not every family is going to find film. But I think that if you start off with the gospel, it sounds to me, and I've known other blended families that they're all into basketball or they're all into right. skiing or they find something that the family, just it could be board games, something, as long as there's that spiritual level to it. And then, oh, that's right. Ernest, you're a big board game guy. <laughs> I am a big nerd. I forgot that you're way, and, way and into the board games, so, which and is that, awesome. That's what sealed the deal with me and Gene here. Yeah. <laughs> she likes to play board games. Yeah. Well, so whatever it is, you find that passion. But you guys, the way you have come together is so special and and really incredible. It's I, I think it's just a really inspiring story about how the church brings people together. And well, uh, you know, I mean, the family is the the whole the whole thing. I mean, that's what it's all about here. And we uh, we try to support each other. You know, we have we have a daughter that is totally into horses. She yeah teaches horses. You know, like riding lessons. She trains the horses and. You know, if we get a chance, we go out to her little rodeos and stuff like that. And every once in a while, she'll bring a horse onto set if we need one. That's great. So. Well, so my son and daughter are into horses. And my son's horse, Keaton's horse, was featured in one of the Kid History videos. Oh, really? Ooh. Guess which one gets played in our house the most. Yes. <laughs> um, before I ask you the final question, we need to do kind of end credits, which is we I need to hear the names of all the kids because they are going to be, if they don't get the credits, right? <laughs> Because we've mentioned a few of them more than others. Can you run us through maybe uh, oldest to youngest? Start with Robbie. Okay, Robbie's the oldest. Hi. 25. Single. Single. Quite a catch. Single lady. Quite a catch. I will say he is a catch. (laughs) Yeah. And um, and then Camry is, and Taylor, well, Camry's next, but they're just a couple months apart. So Camry was mine, Taylor was was Ernest. Now they're both of ours. Sure. And they're both married. They're both 23 and um, have been married about two years. That's great. And then um, Porter is on a mission in Taiwan. He loves it. He's going to be super, super sad. Great when it's place. Time to I've been to home. Taiwan many times. I love it. Yeah. Love it there. He's um, I'm. He's got six months left. Awesome. So I'm counting down, but he's dreading um, coming home. And then Ari is uh, 17. She's a senior this year. She's our Little Mermaid. Porter was Flynn. Um, Camry was uh, Elsa. Taylor brings the horses. Yeah. And the bunny. And the bunny. And the bunny. <laughs> and the bunny and the wrangler. And the animal then, wrangler. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Jordan, and she is 14, 
And you'll see her in a lot of our Lemon Reds episodes. Yes. She's super Very cute. Very cute. Yes. So cute. Really and she, cute she's, in, she's in the Bell video, too, at She's Camp in the K. Bell video. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's in our Arthur videos. Yeah, yeah. so Arthur. she's... She she likes to do the the performing stuff, but she also does art and horses. Very cool. So that's Jordan, and then um, Anson is one of the Lemon Reds, and yeah. um, he's also fourteen. In a and word, precocious. Very. I will say he is precocious. <laughs> he's Mister Personality. He, he's cute, and he knows it. So that's trouble. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, he does. He has these fans who like get on social media and they're messaging me and can I talk to Anson? I'm like, no. Well, cause we kind of <laughs> no. locked down the kids on yeah, social media. Very I mean, smart. he's getting a little more now the kids he is 14, sure. but, of course. but yeah. So, and then um, Nathan, you don't see very much at all because he, he's sometimes on lemon reds, but he is pretty much a behind the scenes guy. Yeah. Nice. And then, and then Mia. Awesome. So that's all of them. Uh, it's, it's, a lot. it's, it's a lot. It's incredible. Well, Thank you so much for taking the time. I ask one closing question in each episode, and I'll start with you, Robbie. What does being a member of the church mean for you? It's uh, the gospel, having it, it brings so much peace in my life. Knowing, having answers to the questions that I have of like, why are we here? You know, and it's things we take for granted, but people don't know about that. They don't know like what happens afterwards, or they don't believe that there's a God. And I see it on every shoot. I see some, some, uh, divine, (sighs) divine help that comes from God. You know, it was for in summer, we were trying to find a field full of dandelions and we found a field full of giant dandelions which was perfect because they look tiny on on screen, yeah. and it just every every shoot there's always been something saying like this like I'm going to help you out here. It's like, a divine influence, exactly. Oh, awesome. So, well, thank you, Jean. Um, I well, the gospel is everything to me, and I I asked my kids. I guess I was thinking about it at Easter, and I was like, what would my life be without the gospel? And I can't imagine having gone through a a pretty awful divorce. I mean, I think every divorce is awful, but, um, it's, you know, it was devastating and, and totally up, you know, I feel like my whole life had been reset and uprooted and, and, um, I've seen people go through that who turn away from God and turn away from the church and. And I, understandably. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause you're like, well, I did it. I did it yeah, your way and right. it didn't work. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I instead turned to the Lord more, and I started going to the temple every week. And um, I, I can't tell you what miracles our family experienced. I mean, we literally had no income, but we had a place to live. Someone gave us a house to live in, a beautiful house with a swimming pool and a theater. And we lived there for free for three years. And we had people putting money in my bank account because I didn't, I didn't have, I had little kids and I had been a stay at home mom for 16 years. And, you know, it just, and that's, so that's, you know, just the very, really a tangible blessing of the church has been, I can see it all the time in my life. I call that seeing God through people. Yeah. Yeah. I see God through people when, when people are that giving. Yeah. Beautiful. Ernest. Oh, pretty much everything Jean said. Um, (laughs) You know, going going through a divorce really puts a lot of things into uh, a different perspective for a lot of people. And, you know, sometimes, you know, especially in church, nobody really talks about it. It's kind of taboo in a way. But um, 
nowadays it's becoming a little bit more relevant because it happens. And, um, but it's so easy to be negative, but having the gospel really, like Gene was saying, if you, by turning to the Lord, it, it strengthens, um, you personally, because here I was, you know, I was divorced and I'm still, I've still got three kids and they're looking up to me as an example and, you know, there was a part where I was just like, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to, you know, everything yeah. just ended for me. And I was just kind of like, I'm just done, you know? And, yeah. and I just remember sitting at my desk thinking that, and then I'm like, I reflected back on, on my testimony that I got when I was 18. And I'm like, there's no way I can deny this church. And as I started pondering that more, I actually started, you know, reading scriptures more. Um, I started dedicating myself to being more positive towards things. And the church encourages that. And our ward now is is great because we have so many people from so many different backgrounds that I feel like, all right, you know, we're doing the right things. But I don't know, the, the church just means everything to me because it just is it's that support knowing that God is there always and the power right. of the priesthood is, is there to, to bless everybody. It's, it's, it's amazing. That's just awesome. You, you guys are an incredible example to me and to billions. <laughs> I will say it again. No, over a million subscribers. You guys are a very talented family. You're the perfect example of a blended family, which I think will give a lot of listeners hope that, uh, you know, it all works and God really does have a plan. You're a very talented family. You are YouTube stars. You are amazing Mormons. <laughs> and I'm really grateful to have you as friends. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. For What an awesome family and a great interview. And thank you again to uh, Working With Lemons. That was so much fun. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, this week in my Latter-day life, uh, we were down in St. George uh, helping my parents move some stuff this weekend. And of course, we plan on going to church. And this morning, everything kind of fell apart. We realized that my 15-year-old son had I was supposed to bring his church pants, I dropped the ball, did not grab them. Uh, my other son, his shirt was so wrinkled, we realized a couple of minutes before church, he was in running shoes, the only shoes he had. My 15-year-old, literally the only clothes he had with him were basketball shorts. He did have a plaid button-up shirt that was well wrinkled. My wife realized she had forgotten some things. It was one of those mornings where everything had fallen apart and I just said, you know, we're not going to take our son in Nikes and basketball shorts and our other son with the wrinkled shirt and the, the running shoes. And I was ready to say, okay, we tried. And uh, everybody else kind of pushed forward and was ready to go. And my, my son put on his basketball shorts and his plaid shirt and his uh, running shoes. And, and that's when I, I realized it was really about me that I didn't want to go. Uh, because of my pride. Now, we didn't want to be a distraction, but sure enough, we went over to the chapel and we quietly went into the foyer and sat down. Uh, we were right on time, but everybody else was inside, so almost nobody saw us, which was a relief. 
And as we sat there taking the sacrament, I prayed, and I prayed that our offering that day would be acceptable, even that we had tried. We really did try to do, we did our best, but it didn't quite work out. And I thought back to working with lemons and their entire name, how it's uh, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And I had an interesting thought while I was sitting there in the foyer with my family, um, taking the sacrament and renewing our covenants. I had the thought that, you know, the Lord doesn't ask for us to do the best, to be the best. He asks for us to be our best and to do our best. And some weeks we look amazing. We're all in our suits and whatever. And other weeks we might be in basketball shorts. But either way, when we give our best, that's enough for the Lord. And I received such a wonderful confirmation during the sacrament that uh, that that was acceptable. And next week, all we can do is try again. I love the story uh, that Gene and Ernest told us tonight along with uh, with Robbie. What a, what a great family and what a great example of, hey, you know, nobody goes out, uh, you know, looking for divorce, uh, but once they found each other, what they've done with this family, just incredible and inspiring. You know, nobody thinks about wearing gym shorts to church, but uh, once it becomes a thing, you got to go with it and make the best of it. And we had a wonderful Sabbath. So thank you again for tuning in this week. We'll have another great episode next Monday. If you want to reach out to me, uh, I can be reached at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at latterdaylives.com. I got some nice mail last week. Thank you to our listeners who have emailed in with their thoughts. Uh, The show can be found on iTunes, uh, on Google, on any of the um, iPod apps on Google on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, and TuneIn. On social media, on Twitter, we're Latterday underscore Lives. Facebook, we're Facebook.com slash Latterday Lives Podcast. And uh, we'd, we'd really love to hear from you. Uh, also on Instagram, we are Latterday Lives. So until next week, remember, there's a great, big, beautiful world out there. Go be in it, just not of it. Thanks for listening.